This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach reach the age where retirement is in sight. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. It is these retirement challenges that we will address each week in this show. Regardless of how far away you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Welcome back to another show of Financially Tuned with me, Dan Wendell of Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me, my favorite co-host, Tony Shore, here today to talk about something that we all hope we have, and that is longevity. Today's show title, Tony, here's to your longevity. Ah, that sounds great. Uh, I love toasting my longevity. Uh, here's to uh, all of our longevities. Is that a thing? Longevities? Probably not. But uh, And I love how you said I'm your favorite co-host, uh, as seeing as how I'm your only co-host. That always gets me. Well, um, I, you know, I don't know if you'd noticed, but recently I've been peppering in some of the, uh, some of the co-host duties with my children's voices. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed. And, uh, so I don't want you to get alarmed <laughs> because, uh, it, you know, yeah. when you hear them say certain words like longevity, it takes a little bit of time to get them to, yeah. to say it yeah. right. So you're, you're not in jeopardy, but I just wanted to let you know, this is a fair warning. And the <laughs> listeners out there, if you hear, uh, my nephew, my niece, my, uh, I have a lot of different, I think I have like 13 or so nephews and nieces and <laughs> my three boys are all going to be adding to the, uh, to the fun of this show. So it's not an attack on Tony yet. <laughs> yeah. They're yet. just going to slowly take over all the voiceover and co-hosting duties. I I'm a little scared. Uh, my job security isn't quite as secure as it was a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, I've heard the, uh, I've heard some of the outros and things, uh, on last week's show, uh, with your kids, Dan. And I think that's fantastic. It sounds great. And they're good sports for doing that. And you're a good sport to have them on and, and let them record those things for the show. I think that's amazing. What a fun dad you are and what a great financial advisor you are. And that's why we're talking today about here's to our longevity. Uh, we want to live as long as possible. And more importantly, we want to live comfortably. And people are living longer and longer. Uh, yet, you know, we don't want our bank account to hit zero before our blood pressure does. Right. That's right. That's a good point. Right. <laughs> I like that one, yeah. Tony. That's a keeper. Yeah. That's a keeper. Is that on your little index? What do you got there? A little index <laughs> I, card I've you're got, looking at? <laughs> I've got no cards. I tore up the little blue cards and threw them. <laughs> you know, this show is going to be great. Uh, your longevity is going to be, uh, another word for how long you live. Um, and people are living a lot longer. It just reminds me of my wedding. My dad, he spoke at all of our weddings. I have three older brothers. Wow. And um, he did a, he does a little skit thing that he does. I don't know if it's a skit. There's <laughs> a little tradition. I guess we'll call it a tradition. And we're Polish. We're of Polish descent, my father and my mother. So it's, it's in the blood. And uh, my father always, uh, at every wedding, would get a, a piece of bread. He'd get some salt. He'd put the salt on the bread and he have a little you know speech while he's doing all this and a glass of wine and it was supposed to represent longevity right and so he would always end it by saying we will now eat the salty bread and i just (laughs) it just makes me chuckle because it sounds out of context it sounds absolutely we will now eat the salty bread (laughs) that's awesome and so and everyone cheers like yay eating salty bread yay you know wow that's all i can say is wow See, so it's good times in the Wendell household. <laughs> well, I mean, longevity can be fun, uh, although when it comes to our retirement and our or our retirement savings, those 401ks and IRAs and things, and the stock holdings we have, if we have money in the market, all that stuff, uh, we worry that it's going to be enough because we're all worried now that we're going to outlive it. Yeah, longevity is miserable. It's the bane of my professional existence, to be honest with you. Sure. Not that I don't want my clients to live for a long time. It's just the planning 
for retirement, one of the most, if not the most difficult challenge I face when creating and managing a retirement plan is dealing with longevity risk. Mm. You know, how long does this retirement plan need to go out? How long does it need to last? It is so difficult to deal with, although there are some tools which we're going to cover today to actually deal with it, but I just want to give a little peek into my world on what kind of dilemma I face as a retirement planner that a lot of people in the financial world don't have to deal with because, you know, their client may be 30 and they're investing in the stocks and mutual funds or whatever. Yeah, go, go, go. You know, let's buy eBay, let's buy Amazon, whatever. And um, they're not thinking about longevity because, you know, their clients aren't going to be needing this money and they're not pulling from it. They're just adding to it, if anything. But once you get to this retirement phase, you got to start spending this money and the big fear more than people dying is fear of running out of money. So longevity plays the biggest factor in this portion of uh, people's life retirement planning. And it's so difficult to deal with, as you can imagine. Right. Because as we talked about in last week's show, uh, dealing with the healthcare uh, nightmare and crisis. You had to go back there. You had to remind me of that show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the healthcare crisis. I actually thought it was one of the better shows from a listening standpoint uh, to hear about that. Um, it's always easy to hear about your problems, Dan, than it is mine. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that was very helpful to me and the rest of our listeners to hear about your woes because we can learn from that. And, uh, you know, obviously the healthcare crisis and costs, trying to plan for healthcare costs, uh, ties right into longevity. It's really, that's part of planning for longevity. So if you live a long time, how much am I going to need for healthcare costs over the next 20 years? And, uh, Dan, it's like, I like to say, um, if your boss, you know, if you're, if you're working in a job and let's say you're 55 years old and your boss came to you and said in one year, we're going to let you go. We're going to lay off and you're never going to work again. Mm. Uh, uh, what Did would you, you do? Would you do it? Would you do anything differently with your money? Of course I, I'd be like uh, people. And I ask that question and people are always like, well, yeah, of course, if I knew I wasn't going to have in or no, I, the, the, the question is, is if you knew you weren't going to have, uh, be able to work again and get a working income for 20 years, would you do anything different with your money? If you knew that you were going to be like one year from now, you're going to be unemployed for 20 years. Well, yeah, if you knew you were going to be unemployed for 20 years, you would panic and go, okay, I've got to start really saving money, like getting serious about it. Well, what do people think retirement is? It's like being unemployed for 20 years. That's right. Or 30. Hopefully you have more more control over it than, you know, getting the pink slip. But uh, <laughs> right, right. do they even yeah. have pink slips anymore? I mean, I've, I've, I've worked for myself for so long that I don't even know. I don't think that's actually. Do they what do they call it? Pink tweets. Now you get you get fired through a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've read about that in the news where people have been getting fired via tweet. It's awesome. But you're right, Tony. Um, it's like getting laid off and not going back to work. That's what retirement is. Uh, hopefully, you have more control over the situation. But there's certain things you're just not going to know about. You know, the the unknown timeline makes it so difficult to plan. And when I'm saying unknown timeline, you might say, oh, I'm retiring at 65. I already know that. That's 10 years from now. Okay, fine. Let's say you get there. All right, how long are you going to be around to last during retirement? How long is your retirement going to last? It's going to last as long as you do. Well, how, how long is that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no one knows. Right. <clears throat> so you need to know, because not knowing how long you're going to last and how, what your longevity is makes it so much difficult because you don't know how much you're going to need to spend now versus save. You don't know how to invest. Do you go aggressive? Do you go conservative? Uh, it depends. I mean, how long is your timeline? I always ask that. Um, inflation's the big killer, right? I mean, if you're 30 years ago, how much did uh, you know cost to live? And versus today, I think, I, I sh I think in the last show I said the cost for, um, the average cost for a family in health insurance was like 200 bucks a year. And now it's 10,000 a year, you know, like, yes. um, and that's, you know, granted that's more than 30 years, but still it's only 50 years. So you're right. The big one is healthcare costs. What are healthcare costs going to be 30 years from now? I, I hope, I hope not too much higher, but it, at the current rate, the, the, you know, the average healthcare cost could be 50 grand 
a year just just in health insurance. Yeah. Um, I'm not just throwing that out to be as a hyperbole. I, just based on the trajectory, that's what it could be. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're right. Um, you know, you don't know about the healthcare costs or other costs, so you you have to factor in inflation, and then you have to invest accordingly. So what do you do? This is it. This is this is retirement planning 101. This is the first, one of the first questions I ask is, you know, are your parents still alive? Uh, granted, I want to know about you and, and, and how you're, you know, it's nice to know if people's parents are around, but I'm really also interested in knowing, will the parents be a financial burden on you, A, and B, if they're still alive at age 95, that's a pretty good indication that you're going to live long, depending, you know, on your lifestyle, of course. So I ask questions about longevity to everybody because it's got to be factored in. And so what I'm hoping today we can cover, if you'll allow, Tony, is um, (laughs) (laughs) is is I'm going to open up like I did last week about my misery with the health insurance. I'm going to open up about how difficult it is to plan for longevity and what I do. And what I think you'll find is that there are tools available but people don't like them. <laughs> uh, so it's makes my job very difficult. Um, yeah. Cause I got to maneuver within what's available, but also what people are willing to, which, which path people are willing to take. And sometimes sure. um, the path is so clear that I'm like, this is the way we got to go, but people just don't want to go there. So let's, let's get into it and talk about how to deal with longevity. Um, you have longevity in your family, correct? Yep. Yeah, there's definite longevity in my family, and, uh, a lot of it. And so, you know, think about, I think your grandfather's what, 97? Yep, 97 and going strong. Do you think, and this is, you know, I, I don't know if, you, if it's a good idea to ask him this, but do you think he expected to live to 97? Um, I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. <laughs> Knowing him, maybe. <laughs> uh, a, a lot of his, you know, brothers, sisters, uncles, uh, on that side of the family, have lived into their hundreds, so so it's not unreasonable yeah. for him. I I have no. I have a client that she when I first met her she was sixty two I think, and she's sixty eight now, and she we're getting closer to seventy. You know when she has to start taking money out of her uh, IRA, and she insisted at that point that she's going to live to one hundred and ten, and every time I see her. She makes a point. This is going to last me till 110, isn't it? <laughs> and and I, I, I'm thinking to myself, that's 50 years. I have to plan for 50 years for her. You know, isn't that crazy? But I had to do it because this is what she wants. This is how she feels. And if you think back, you know, just, you know, a couple of generations ago, this is, that's a laughable comment. I'm going to live to 110, you know, but now... It's not unreasonable, is it? Well, no, (laughs) it's not. And like you said, you have to look at your family history and all that. Plus, things like you have to calculate in when trying to figure out how much you're going to need. You have to calculate in, like you said, with healthcare, inflation. And inflation is such a huge factor. Uh, But you, what what amazes me, Dan, is you do figure in all these things and look at these things and try to maximize uh, what people have. But I find one thing you said interesting there, and that is that, you know, sometimes there is a tool or a, uh, a financial vehicle that people could use that would solve the problem of making sure their money lasts as long as they do, but they won't do it. That's right. So <laughs> let, I find that hard to believe. Well, let's talk about this because there, there used to be a very prevalent tool that a lot of people had, and that was the pension. The pension is basically a guaranteed payment upon retirement. Sometimes it wait, you know, you had to wait until a certain age. The old pension started at fifty-five. Now you know the people that still have pensions, they, they usually have to wait till I think uh, sixty-two, or sometimes it's sixty-five to get the full payout. But the bottom line is that they they work for a company, and the company says when you retire at you know at age sixty-five. We're going to pay you X dollars, you know, $2,000 a month or whatever it is. And it's going to last as long as you do. But when you die, that's the end of it. It doesn't continue anymore. You, unless you're married, you can ask the joint, you can get a joint payout. It's usually going to be less than the single payout, but it'll continue for your spouse's life. But then that's it. When you die, that's it. 
if you turn 65 and you start getting 2000 a month from the pension and you're a single guy and then you hit age 70 and have a massive heart attack and die, the pension stops. It doesn't go to your kids or your, your um, beneficiaries. You, you can't name a beneficiary on that. So it sounds like, oh, that's a good deal, right? You know, so, but what happened to pensions? They're gone. They're gone. Companies, yeah. the companies don't really offer them hardly anymore. Hardly anybody has a hardly anybody offers pensions anymore, and if they do, they're drastically uh, cut down. So, I mean, we did a show on pensions, and and we talked about why they're gone. But what a perfect solution, right? Why not? It, it eliminates longevity risk, right? It eliminates the risk of living too long and running out of money because the pension's going to pay out. The problem was that, you know, they got expensive because people were living longer. And so they said, well, we can't do this anymore because we're losing out on the deal. Well, if they're losing out on the deal, why wouldn't employees want it? Why don't employees right. want it? A lot of times I'm, I'm dealing with people now that are given the opportunity. Do you want the pension payout or do you want a lump sum? And what do people do? They take the lump sum. Why? Why is that, Tony? Why are people taking this lump sum versus the pension payout? I don't know. Why Why would they? Because they want it all now and they want to have, maybe they think with the lump sum, maybe one advantage they could have more control over it. I don't That's know. That's it. They want it now. And they want control. That's it. You know, the simple solution to this idea of longevity risk. Now, longevity risk is basically running out of money in retirement, living too long and living longer than your money does. The simple solution to longevity risk is a pension or Basically, what a pension is, you can create your own by buying a immediate annuity. There's that immediate annuity. There's the word that people don't like, the annuity. And I want to explain this. And I don't, I don't think it's the answer, but I, I want to point out that this is the ideal solution. Also known as a SPIA, S-P-I-A, single premium immediate annuity. You basically give a lump sum of money to an insurance company. It's probably... I would say I, I ha, when I run a, a, a SPIA quote, I get 40 quotes from 40 different companies. So there's plenty of options wow. out there. They're all pretty close into what they pay out because it's all based on longevity risk. I mean, what you're doing is you give the insurance company money and they're going to give you um, an income stream back monthly, yearly, whatever you want. And so let's say you give them the money, they start giving you a payment. And in the true sense, an immediate annuity means it starts immediately you give them the money, and a month later, you're getting a check every month as long as you live. If you pass away, well, that goes that goes goodbye. That that income stream stops, and it doesn't pass on to anybody. But if you live until 110, they're on the hook. What you do is you buy a, an immediate annuity or a SPIA with inflation protection. What does that mean? That means that the income amount you get goes up as inflation goes up. So you don't have to worry about inflation anymore. So you've got a guaranteed income stream that's tied to inflation, and there you go. You have income for the rest of your life. Sold, right? Sounds great. But Dan, but Dan, annuities are bad, right? <laughs> I, I, people, why do people say, why have I heard uh, a couple people say annuities are bad then? Well, put it this way, Tony. They exist and not many people buy them at all. Not many people buy immediate annuities. I do have some clients that love it and they actually said, I, this is what I want. They came to me and said, help me get this, which is the best. And I shopped around for them and helped them. But most people, when they hear this, they say, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not, you know, no, no way am I going to give the insurance company money so they can give my money back to me. The biggest problems with it, Tony, I want to say there's three biggies. First, they don't like the idea of if they die, there's nothing left for their heirs, for their beneficiaries. You mean to tell me if I give you 100000 and you start giving me a check for $1,000 a month for the rest of my life, that if I die in three years, you keep the rest of that money and it doesn't go to me. Yeah. That's I don't, good. I want little Johnny to get it. You know, I, I want right. my church to get it. I, you know, so they, so they don't like that. That's the big one. Um, they don't like the fact that so, now I'm assuming they're adding an inflation rider on here. So, so it, it keeps up with inflation, but they don't like the idea that once they give that money, that's it. They basically locked in and they don't have any more upside besides inflation. Oh, I could do better in the market, right? You know, historically the market's right. done, but I could do better than, you know, if I, if I live to 85, 
my rate of return is X. You know, I could double that if I invest it. Well, then go invest it, right? Why? Again, you're not buying it as a return, uh, you know, to get a great interest rate. You're buying it so you don't outlive your money. But people don't like that because the real benefit comes when you're in your 80s and 90s or hundreds. That's when you're like, wow, I'm glad I have this thing, right? <laughs> right. Um, and then the, the third big reason why people just don't like it is because it's not liquid. They like to have liquidity. They like to have control. Uh, you mentioned liquidity. control. I, you know, I call it liquidity. Right. People call it control. They like to have choices. Oh, you know, I'm, um, you know, I want, I want to be able to, to buy this house or move here or have, you know, money to pay for my son's uh, broken elbow. You know, whatever it might be, they want options. But the problem is when you give people choices, a lot of times they just freeze up anyway. And they put the money in a CD and they make nothing on it. And they just say, well, that's my, that's my safety money. They would have been better off putting it into an immediate annuity and letting the insurance company take on the risk. So people don't like them. They just hate them, actually. But what's interesting is, I, and I guess well, you, you're giving me the, the, the eyes that we're going to take a break. You're, well, is that your eyes are glossing over because we're talking about annuities. <laughs> Either way. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a show. Annuities. What? Yes. <laughs> what, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. You know. <laughs> well, no, it's fascinating because, you know, I hear annuities are great, annuities are bad, but it sounds like there are a number diff uh, of different types of annuities and different companies offer different things. So uh, that's got to be part of it. Let's uh, let's talk about this further and, and nail down what vehicle uh, could solve some of those problems or how to deal with these issues. But yes, we have to take a break, Dan. Is there anything else you want to add before the break? We're, yes. Well, you know, we're talking about longevity risk, uh, living too long, outliving your money, that kind of thing. And and the interesting part is that everybody has to face this at some point. And when I work with people to re do retirement planning, I ask about longevity. And it seems, you know, kind of loosey-goosey and unrelated and kind of, you know, who knows what's going to happen? No one knows. I still incorporate it into the plan. And, and I think that if you don't, you're doing yourself a disservice. When we get back, I want to point out that most, you know, with pensions are going away, but everybody, almost everybody listening is part of a program. It does have one of these, what I'm going to call immediate annuities um, that they, that they're contributing to already and they just don't realize it. And, you know, they don't like the term, but I'm going to, when we get back, I'm going to explain to you how much, it really is a good term and people actually will turn around and realize how great these things are. Uh, but again, that doesn't mean they're going to actually do it. <laughs> um, it's, it's ironic how, um, how the world works. But anyway, if you're interested in learning more about retirement planning, if you want to meet with me and talk about longevity risk and factor in some of the things that we're talking about today or learn more about any of these topics, specifically today, we're talking longevity risk and how not to outlive your money. I'd be glad to sit down with you at no cost just to talk through this. We are a fiduciary, so we must act in your best interest at Dolphin Financial Group, but um, the charge is zero to meet those first meetings just to get to know each other. The easiest way to get uh, that conversation going is to give us a call. The number is 888-508-5935, or you can go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. All right. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Dolphin Financial Radio and our host, Dan Wendell, after this. Hi, this is Peter, and you are listening to my dad talk about financial stuff. Radio is cool, but if you're like me, you would rather watch videos. Did you know my dad has a YouTube channel? Go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or search for Dolphin Financial Group on YouTube to watch some cool videos. This is Peter signing out with a Dolphin Noise. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And of course, the man with the plan is here, Dan Wendell. And Dan, today's show, a great one, uh, talking about longevity. And here's to our longevity, right? Cheers. Cheers. Well, Cheers Nadisha, as my dad would say. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we've got our uh, bottled water. We're just cheering ourselves nice. with our bottled water today. And, uh, you know, in the last segment, you, you brought up the A word, which is, uh, it's a dangerous one, annuities. Always, there's so many misconceptions out there. 
Um, uh, so what's what's the bottom line there? What's the deal with annuities? Uh, uh, is it good? Is it bad? Um, let's uh, continue that discussion. If you if you poll or if you go to like a financial planning, retirement planning, people that specialize in retirement planning, and you looked and said to them, what is the most ideal retirement vehicle? Like what what is if if someone says this is what they want to do, or if you have a couple that is worried about longevity risk, what's the best possible solution? And nine times out of 10, the immediate annuity is going to be on the table. Meaning, you know, if you run the numbers, it makes a lot of sense to cover longevity risk because you're passing the risk onto the insurance company. And, and, you know, you can't afford to get that wrong. You can't afford to run out of money because you only get that one shot. You know what I mean? But the insurance company can afford to get it wrong because they got like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that they're pooling the money with. So if someone lives to 120, well, so be it. They're on the hook for that. But that that's balanced out by the someone that dies at a, you know, 62, you know. So the insurance company is taking on that risk. And the, and the best way to do that is with an immediate annuity, right? That's, but that's not what happens in real life. Most people in this country do not buy these things. And, then, and we talked about the reasons for that. And the pensions used to be that, but those are going away. But I'll tell you what, Tony, we talked about, I think it was Oregon Saves. I think that was the name of the program. I don't remember. But different states are trying to institute uh, a retirement vehicle that's kind of forced. So here's a solution for you. What if I said everybody's paycheck, yours included, Tony, we're going to take 6.2% out. I just, I'm just throwing this number out there. 6.2% of your paycheck is going to be put aside. You have no choice. It's got to be done. You can't access it. You can't touch it. It's there, but it's yours. Okay. And when you get in your 60s and retire, we're going to pay you a monthly income using that money. Now, it's going to get paid out to you. And if you die early, it goes to your spouse. But if you don't have a spouse or your spouse dies, you're second to die in a relationship that money's gone. Even if there was a bunch left in there, um, it's gone. You don't get to keep it. Basically, you got to self an immediate annuity, but you're put paying for it now and you're putting money aside for that purpose. Sound right. Sounds like a reasonable plan. Yeah, um, it sounds reasonable. That's kind of what the pension companies did. You know, they took part of your salary and they kind of calculated what they would need for the average person and they put it away and then they paid your pension. Well, that's Social Security, what I just described. Right now, 6.2% of people's wages are put aside. The company matches another 6.2. But that money is set aside for you, and you can access it when you're in your 60s. The earliest you can access it is 62 or 60 if you're a widow or widower. And then it pays you out, a monthly payment. It's inflation adjusted, right? And then when you die, nothing goes to your beneficiaries. People love Social Security, right? It's the cornerstone of people's retirements. Yeah. Uh, this country would be would be in shambles without social security and social security is basically an annuity. It's an annuity that you're putting aside money for without whether you like it or not. You know, you don't have a choice when you get W two wages, it just comes out. You know, people don't see it. Well, they do, they know it's there, but they don't really think about it. And you try touching that program. You try taking that away. No way. People say, I rely on social security. That's my only income. I'm on a fixed income. I'm 85. I've been on social security for 20 years. You're not taking that away from me. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. right? And so, you know, this is, this is exactly what you can do on your own by buying an immediate annuity. Except when you, when you look at it as I'm 60 years old and I had to put a lump sum over here to buy that income stream adjusted for inflation, you don't like it because it's like, wait, I don't want to put my lump sum in there. Would it be better if you put money aside your, the whole life? You could do that too, but it's just not automated by the government. You could do it on your own. So when you put it in those terms and you say you call it Social Security, all of a sudden it sounds brilliant, right? Oh, I love Social Security. But when you put it in, say, it's an immediate annuity, people are like, well, well, grumble, grumble. That sounds ridiculous. I would never do that, you know? It's like, well, it's just, it's semantics, right? So yeah. I don't get it. But this is just the conundrum we face, you know? <laughs> so Crazy. so people don't like these immediate annuities. They don't like single premium immediate annuities. They don't like the idea, and we've talked about it. So what do you do? What do I do? But there are other types of annuities. That's right. So what else do I, what else do, I do in that case? 
Okay. I'm going to guess the most popular annuity choice with the retiring baby boomers uh, is the fixed indexed annuity. Is that what? It's becoming more popular, but you know what the, the most popular solution to creating this income stream for life is, is um, they just take the risk, throw it in a balanced portfolio, quote unquote balanced stocks and bonds and say, all right. Oh, well, yeah, that's what people that's do. That's what people do. That's not what they should do. Right. That's right. If you, if you want to combat longevity risk, stocks and bonds aren't the answer or are they? I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that because this is, this is, yeah, it's a very fluid conversation we're going to have here. I'm going to jump all over the place because I don't have, I don't have a, a, what's the term? I don't have a horse in this race, you know? Um, so I'll go in any direction, whatever people, whatever people feel comfortable with, but some people feel comfortable with taking the risk of a balanced portfolio. Um, but another, um, option, which you mentioned, which is more complex than the SPIA, a single premium. Immediate annuities are easy. Giving them the money, they give you money back. That's it. Nothing left if you die. It's simple, right? There's not much to it. Um, it's like the most basic annuity you can ever get. And that's what makes it so good is because it's so simple. There aren't any bells and whistles. There's no drama. You just know what you're getting and it's there for you, right? Um, there are other choices and you mentioned fixed index annuities, but Basically, I'm going to lump that into a category called deferred annuities. They have the guarantees and they have future income, but they say deferred because the income doesn't start right away. An immediate annuity, the income starts within the month. Um, deferred annuity starts later. So what, what you do with a deferred annuity is you give the insurance company a lump sum now, and then you take payments later, 10 years later, 20 years later. And so what you're doing is you're, you're putting aside money for future income in the form of a deferred annuity, which will then pay you out later in life. So think about what this would do for a typical 60-year-old couple, okay? 60-year-old couple comes to me and says, we're looking to retire. And I say, how are your parents doing? And they say, oh, my parents, they're still playing Pinochle at age 95. You know, they're doing great. Okay, well, all right. So we got longevity in the family, do we? So how long does your retirement need to last? Well, I don't know. Well, let's let's take some educated guesses here. Do we want to say at least 30 years? Do we want to plan for you to live in your 90s? Okay, yeah. So we'll say 30 years plus. Now, what do we do now? Now they come to me and said, Dan, we want to retire. Here's our pool of money that we have saved. We need this to last 30 plus years. Now, I could say, let's buy an immediate annuity and you're all set and it's going to take all your money. And they say, oh, I don't want that. And we talked about why people don't want that. Well, what's another alternative? The deferred annuity. They could put some money aside now and say, you know what? When you hit 80, so 20 years from now, when you hit 80, this deferred annuity is going to kick on and it's going to give you all the income you need from 80 until you pass away. So what we fundamentally just done is instead of now planning for 30 plus years of income, I'm now only having to plan for 20 years because we've already taken 80 plus away. They're 60 now. So all I have to do is get to age 80, right? <laughs> so, right. so basically let's say they had a million dollar portfolio and they say this needs to last my lifetime, 30 plus years. I say, okay, let's take, and I'm, I'm making up numbers here, but I'm going to give you reasonable assumptions. Let's take $300,000 right here, right now, and set it aside. And that's going to pay, when you hit 80, that 300000 is going to last as long as you do. I don't care if you live to 120. That 300000 is set aside for that. It's going to cover your health care expenses. It's going to be inflation adjusted. You're all set. That leaves us 700000 to get through the next 20 years. Can we do that? See, that's, that's how I approach this situation a different way. Um, another example of how you could do this is, is delaying Social Security. Okay, we know that Social Security can be delayed to age 70 and that by doing so, you're going to get an 8% increase from your full retirement age to age 70. We've done shows on this. I've done seminars on this. And you know, you, you're going to get a much higher amount if you wait till 70 than if you take it now at 65, say. Sure. So, okay, Dan, I like the idea of getting more money later, but how am I going to get to 875? How, do, how am I going to get to 870? I mean, I got five years of no income. I need that Social Security. 
Okay. Good question. Let's. De- That's what I was thinking. If we delay Social Security, uh, we need three hundred thousand, say, to get there. Okay, uh, because your your checks total three hundred thousand during that time frame. Why don't we spend three hundred thousand you have now in your retirement savings so that when you hit seventy, you don't have to pay anything. You don't have to spend any of your savings anymore. Social Security is going to cover the full income you need, right? So it's just another way of looking at it. It's doing the same thing, spending money now for future income. Um, a deferred annuity, put some money aside now for the future to pay the bills later. So it, it allows you to plan for a shorter time. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the strategy, is if people don't like to put all their money aside now to give guaranteed income now, we can start guaranteed income later to combat inflate, uh, inflation and longevity risk. And then it shortens the timeline that you need to plan for. It takes a lot of the time out of the equation. It, at least it takes the older years out of the equation and eliminates longevity risk. So there are m- multiple ways of doing it. And both of those that I've just described, the first one at the beginning of the show and that one, are both the types of annuities. They both have different ways of working, and they, but they both provide that guaranteed income stream that's inflation adjusted, um, but at a price. And so that, in a nutshell, is a, a one way of looking at planning for longevity and combating it. We, we have to take another quick break here, though, Dan, before we go on and talk about uh, different ways to accomplish this. And uh, it's interesting. I think people don't realize all that's involved and what they need to have planned out ahead of time. And like you said, start now. So you do have the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. But before we take the break, is there anything you want to add? Yeah, when we get back, I'm going to talk about how these are bad and why you maybe not want to do them. How crazy is that, Tony? Um, So anyway, uh, we're talking about longevity risk, which is the most difficult, I feel, the most difficult risk to combat in retirement planning. And so if you're getting close to retirement or you're in retirement and you have been trying to do this on your own or working with a financial professional, but you haven't been talking about longevity risk, something's not right. You're missing a big piece of the puzzle. So you need to stop what you're doing and address that because longevity risk isn't something that's just going to come out of nowhere. It's going to creep up on you. And when longevity risk creeps up on you, that means it's too late to fix. You want to address this ahead of time. And what I mean is if you don't address it, you run the risk of running out of money, which is probably the worst scenario for most people in their hypothetical scenarios. I deal with this on a daily basis when I'm creating retirement income plans. It's part of the process. It's different than the traditional just invest and buy in stocks and bonds and CNBC and Fox Business News. This is retirement planning, real life stuff. This is dealing with something that is way down in the future, but it's huge, hugely important to do while you can. If you'd like to start talking about these things and planning for your future, the easiest way to do it is to sit down with us and talk through your situation and see how we might be able to help. To do that, just give us a call. You can come to our office. We're right off of US-19 in Clearwater, northern Clearwater, just south of Curlew. We'll be glad to sit with you and talk. The number to set up that meeting, 888-508-5935. Or you can go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and learn more about the company, what we are, what we're doing. You can listen to all the previous radio shows that Tony and I have done together and that the, the better ones where Tony's uh, you know on vacation or something. I have a guest host. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Or you let the kids take over. Or let the yeah, kids. That's those coming. Episodes, that's yeah. coming. That's soon. Um, you go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com to see all that, see some videos, get a look and feel for what we're all about. But again, the number is easy, 888-508-5935. All right. Thanks, Dan. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back to continue this discussion with Dan Wendell here on Dolphin Financial Radio. Throughout our working years, we attempt to accumulate as many eggs as possible into our retirement nest. Unfortunately, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where their retirement assets should be invested. At Dolphin Financial Group, we have put together a simple way for you to group your retirement assets. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download a complimentary color of money report at dolphinfinancialgroup.com or call us today at 
508-508-5935. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is Dan Wendell from Dolphin Financial Group. And Dan, great show today. So you talked about utilizing an annuity, uh, taking care of that. You talked about a 20-year period there, uh, but uh, 20 years isn't my entire life. Right. True. Right. <laughs> what about the next one? Right. Years or so 20 years before that. Right. To get, so we talked about, you know, maybe using a deferred annuity for 20 plus, you know, but yes. what do you, how do you get there? Right. You know, what right. if it costs you everything you own to cover years 20 plus, um, then you got nothing left for years zero to 19, you're in trouble. Right. Yeah. So yeah. what about, what about, uh, what about when I hit retirement? Yeah. I need some of my money then. Right. And well, maybe you go back to work, Tony, you, you know, that's no, but in reality, that could be the case. You know, we run the numbers and funny. say, that wasn't, funny. <laughs> it's real though, Tony. It's <laughs> that real. Was scary. You're just trying to scare me now using the scare tactics. I'm not going to lie to you that sometimes <laughs> I meet with people and I say, you know, you can't pull this off. The numbers just mm-hmm. don't add up. You're going to have to work an yeah. extra year, whatever it is. I don't yeah. mind being honest with people. You know, they may not like me. They may go to someone else that can promise them the moon and, you know, but I don't want to be the guy sitting with them 20 years from now saying, yeah, sorry about that. I was wrong, you know. So um, how do you get, what do you do for that next 20, the first 20 years? Well, that's that's also a different conversation because now we have some other risks associated with you probably haven't heard before. Oh, you have, Tony, because you're just brilliant, but you listen to me too. Um, lo- sequence risk, you know, could we run out of money if we have a bad, if you're in the stock market and we have a correction in the first three years of your retirement, that can run into trouble because you're losing money for no fault of your own. Well, it could be your fault because you're invested in the wrong way, but you have to get through that first 20 years, you can use bonds, you could use stocks, you can use more annuities if you really want. Um, but the big issue at this point is liquidity. And I'm a big proponent of early spending in retirement. So, you know, if you retire at, say, 60, you know, from 60 to 70, you're probably going to spend a lot more than from 70 plus. And not just because, oh, you know, it, you just spend less as you get older. No, it's because you, you may spend the same amount you're spending now, but you're going to spend even more early because you're going to want to do the things that you were putting off because you were working. You know, the kids are away or maybe the kids are back home and they're the ones causing you to spend money. Um, unfortunately, that's a reality people face. Maybe aging parents is causing you to spend more money. But most likely and most hopefully is you, you want to do some trips. You want to do fun stuff early in retirement. So there's a lot of different uh, ways of getting through that first 20 years. And that's a lot more flexibility in that regard, but you have to be a little bit more cautious during that time frame. But I would argue if you already have 20 plus years taken care of, you know, age 80 and beyond taken care of, it's a lot easier to cover that, that next 20 years that, that are immediate because you know, all right, well, at least we know where the end game is. If you don't know where the end game is, then you're kind of always worried. And that's what happens. A lot of people say, I don't want to run out of money. I don't want to run, run out of money. And they wind up hoarding or you know, being too risk averse. And then they they, they um, don't do anything. They, they, they live a very frugal life early. And then they say, oh, now that I'm 80, uh, I have all this money, but I wish I would have spent it. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. So you run that risk, you know? So you, I think by, by just allocating different time horizons. This this money is for years zero through five. This one's five through 10. This one's 10 through 20. This bucket over here is 20 plus. It helps you manage it a lot easier. Now, you also have to add contingencies. But I want to point out something. The number one reason to buy an annuity that we talked about today, the immediate or the deferred, is that it eliminates longevity risk. Absolutely destroys it. It, it. it no longer exists. That's what you're paying for. You're giving the insurance company the money to eliminate the risk that you live a long life and run out of money. You can't unless the insurance company runs out of money. That's a different story. But you got to think, why am I doing this? The main reason you would buy one of these annuities is so that you don't run out of money. Okay. So that's why you buy it. Not for, because you can get a better return or so on and so forth. It's to eliminate longevity risk. You can't eliminate longevity risk with a bond portfolio or a stock portfolio. You just can't. I mean, you could buy a 30-year 
treasury bonds. But after 30 years, you know, tips, inflation, uh, treasury inflation protected security, you can do that. But after 30 years, it's done. So then what? You know, what if you live 31 years? You're going to be broke that last year. You can buy stocks. But what if we have a correction? You, You could see how you run out of money. You could put it under your pillow or buy CDs, but inflation will chip away. So the only way to truly eliminate the longevity risk is to buy an annuity. But I'm here to tell you something else, Tony. If you told me I like the idea of having something give me income 20 years from now, let's buy a deferred annuity. And I said, okay, let's put this 100000 over here to buy that deferred annuity and you're not going to touch it for 20 years. If you can commit to doing that, then I might say, let's not buy the deferred annuity at all. I might say, no, that doesn't make sense. And, and then you'll say, well, didn't you just explain to me that putting this money aside for a deferred annuity makes sense? I'll say yes, but if you can agree to not touch something for 20 years and you promise and pinky swear that you won't touch it, then I've got a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. It's it's really rather bizarre, actually. I would say you're better off putting that in the stock market because historically there's never been, I don't, and I can check the math and do the numbers, there's never been a period of 20 years where the stock market hasn't had a positive return. And so, historically speaking, you would be better off investing in the stock market for 20 years, assuming you do not touch it, right? You ride it out. Right. In the end, 20 years from there, from that point, at that point, you could then take that money and then buy an immediate annuity, and that would have a better payout than buying a deferred annuity today and turning it on 20 years. How's that for you? So wow, it's very strange. Once you commit to saving and not touching, then you might say, well, if you're willing to do that, then it makes more sense to buy stocks for 20 years. But the problem is you get in your own way. People get in their own way and then they say, well, okay, that makes sense. And then they put that money aside for 20 years. And then the first down, downturn or correction, they panic and they, they pull out. Or their long lost nephew comes begging for money and they raid that fund over there. And so... Life gets in the way, and uh, then when they're 80, that it's not what it's supposed to be. So the deferred annuity forces you to save in that. So there's the plus and minuses of it. So you see, Tony, annuities can be very, very beneficial to combat longevity risk. But if you have enough funds to plan for it in other ways, and you have the discipline, there might be some better alternatives. It just simply comes down to each person's situation. There's no one size fits all. Even though there's tools out there that are amazingly simple and useful, people don't like them. Maybe we don't go that direction. Maybe we do. I don't know the answer. And the beautiful thing is every time I meet with someone, it's going to be a different answer based on their situation. And it's going to be based on their situation, not mine, not what I have up my sleeve or behind my back. Cause I really don't, I'll go in any direction as you just saw from this uh this radio show today i'm all over the place right (laughs) in a good way don't give me the look like you're gonna call the shrink in next to talk to me (laughs) oh i already yeah i've dialed the first i've dialed nine and one i'm just my hands on that other one is that what that is i was wondering what you were doing there i thought you were playing Uh (laughs) i thought you were playing some sort of game on your phone there (laughs) <laughs> so we've got a couple minutes left. Uh, why don't you wrap it up for our listeners then? Sure. So we started the conversation by saying, here's the longevity, right? People are living a lot longer and they're facing a dilemma, which is I don't want to run out of money. People just simply don't want to run out of money. So what do you do? How do you deal with it? it and so there's a couple of different ways to handle it and no one's better than the other. Um, if, you, if you're really, really concerned about outliving your money, the simple way is to buy an annuity and just say, give me the payments, inf- inflation adjusted, of course, and that's it. Game over. You're, you're not going to run out of money, but you're giving up liquidity. You're giving up you know, the flexibility and people don't like that. So maybe you go the deferred annuity route, which is I'll give you some money to cover the later years of my life 
freeing up your cash today to do whatever you want with. Gives you much more flexibility, covers longevity. That's another way to go. But then if you, if you want to be really disciplined, you could say for the long term, I'm going to go the stock route. If you do the math, stocks will outperform a deferred annuity if given 20 years. But a deferred annuity will outperform bonds given that same 20 years. So if you're going to commit to a 20-year period, you're going to have to go historically to stocks. You can't go with a bond portfolio. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have a low-risk portfolio for 20 years because that's not going to cut it. You're better off buying the annuity at that point. So each, you know, it's really something that you need to commit with. It's tough to do on your own. You, You need to work with someone that knows what they're talking about, that knows all the options, that knows that what a bond portfolio versus a stock portfolio versus an annuity will do. You can't work with someone that only does one or the other. You got to work with someone that's willing to work with any and all of the above because it's your money and not theirs. And so you're not going to be, they're not, whoever is working with you hopefully will be around for a while, isn't retiring next year or next five years, but you want to make sure your plan is going to last your lifetime, not the agenda of whoever's selling you some sort of product. That's an important thing to consider. And so when I'm talking about these different products, people sometimes say, oh, annuities, like you mentioned, oh my God, the A word, they're useful. They're very useful. And I'm not afraid to work with them. Some advisors are. Some advisors just shun them. They don't understand them usually. That's the case. But they're not for everybody, but sometimes they are. So, you know, it it just makes sense that there are different ways to go about it. And, And the only way to truly sit is to sit down with somebody that knows how to work with these different instruments and say, yeah, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get through this period using stocks. We're going to get through this period using bonds and you're going to be okay. Oh, and over here, we're going to throw an annuity over here just to cover this little contingency. I think that people, once they approach it that way, they like it better. You remember yeah. the, the social security one that I said, you know, when you describe social security as a, as a savings account that you put inside and you get income later, people love it. But if you say you're buying an annuity, People hate it, right? But that's what they're doing. (laughs) So it's just a matter of how it's explained to you. So you got to make sure you're dealing with someone that knows the industry, specializes in retirement planning like I do, and then you're going to get the answers that make the most sense for you. That's just the way to work it. Exactly. Well, a great topic today, and I know there's a lot more to this, and we can cover some of it in other shows, but we're out of time for today's show. What's that phone number one more time? Tony, the number to call if you want to set up a time to meet with me is 888-508-5935. And I want to say, Tony, thanks for being on the show with me. And here's to your longevity, Nadaisha. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.